Hey, this is Ann Samoylov. Welcome to another episode of the Fearless Launching Show. Today, we're sitting down with entrepreneur and former former dancer, actress. I think she still does that kind of stuff. Erin Stutland. Erin uh, is the creator of the Shrink Session Workout, as well as Magical Manifestors and some other amazing things. Uh, so sit back and relax and enjoy this conversation because I, I dig into how she launched those two things. And we do talk about that launching um, soft goods, things that are for your person, your personal person, as opposed to launching things that are for business. So I hope you enjoy this conversation and I'll see you on the other side. Aaron, you actually, you may not know this, but you and <laughs> the shrink session workout has been a really bright spot in my kind of daily existence for the last year or so. And uh, I was just really excited to finally get you on the show today. Um, oh, that's so awesome. That makes me very happy to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I don't usually talk about you know, fitness and mindset and all that stuff too much, but I'm definitely always think not thinking about it, but experiencing it in my own kind of offline life and, uh, definitely the shrink sessions and just that. And then the community and lots of other stuff that, which I'll talk to you about today have really like, have really actually improved all that kind of online stuff that I do. Um, mm. so, so Thank you for You're coming welcome. today. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, you know, when I was thinking about you and being on the Fairless Launching Show, I thought of a few really practical things that I know people might be curious about. And But before we get into some of that launchy stuff, um, maybe for the people who don't know you who are listening, um, just what's the core of your business and who who do you really think that you speak to mostly? That's, that is such a good question. I wish I, I wish I had like a one sentence answer. I know, I know. It's, it's I know. hard, you know, and I find with string session, um, I keep getting like reaching different audiences that, that I'm actually surprised by. Um, so, you know, it really does range a little bit from, um, there's definitely like a good handful of entrepreneurs, but there's also a very good handful of like students who are doing like post-grad work. Um, cause I always find people will be posting in the Facebook group, like I just finished my thesis. Um, so there's <laughs> a lot of that. Then there's also people who are in the corporate world and then there's a lot of moms and, you know, I'm not really sure which, uh, has the highest percentage, but it really, it, uh, it has amazed me, um, with how many people it can reach and, and really speak to the program. Yeah. Because I mean, if you think about it, obviously anybody who's concerned about their body, and fitness yeah. and health, which is a lot of people in various areas, you know, whatever. But then there's also that, um, that other step that you, that you help people take with the more cerebral, like internal stuff. Um, yeah. and that, and how that all meshes together in the program. So, so, yeah. And I think, I think the people who are interested in doing it are definitely people who, you know, want, want the fitness aspect, but 
also likely don't want your traditional stuff. Maybe they've done it before. Maybe they find it boring. Maybe they find it hard. So it's not to say that they don't do it, but they want something a little bit. um, They want that deeper connection to themselves while they're moving their body. I think that that piece of it actually is exciting to them as opposed to, you know, some people don't want that actually when they're working out, they're like, nope, just want to burn calories. Yeah. Um, So this is definitely for people who kind of want to go a little bit deeper inside themselves, which is really lovely. And how did, you know, just going back a little bit in time, how did all of this kind how did all of this come to be? How did you decide to even put this in something that people could get online? Because I know you were teaching a lot and you still are teaching offline too. Yeah, I'm still teaching live classes in New York and I pared down my classes quite a bit, but there's um there's actually a new studio that's opening in New York. So I'm gonna be teaching a little bit more and I'm actually doing I just did the first teacher training program for it for shrink session. So, um, I wanted to, yeah, which is really exciting. So I wanted to partner with this new studio so that, so that some of my teachers can, can teach there. Um, I was teaching the live classes for about, I don't know, maybe two, two plus years. Um, but I had been teaching other fitness modalities as well, all different kinds, but I had been teaching the shrink session classes about two and a half years. And, um, I actually was a student of Marie Forleo and I was in her mastermind program. So I got, you know, some really firsthand experience of working with her and knew that I wanted to try to figure out, you know, while, while I was teaching my live classes, I was also doing life coaching and I had created this program <clears throat> called Magical Manifestors, which is a really super fun four-week creative goal-setting course where it's, it's really great if you have a lot of ideas and you need help kind of paring them down and making a plan for those ideas. I love that. So, yeah, it's, it's a super fun course. And um, I, had been, I had created that course in New York, and I was doing that live. And I had done that course live many times for probably about two years. And after um, studying with Marie for about a year, the first thing that I did was take the Magical Manifestors and turn that into an online course because that just seemed a little more manageable than mm-hmm. shooting like fitness videos. For real, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you run that course live first online or did you record everything and then deliver it? Or how did that work the first no, time you launched I, it? I did. I don't know that the way I did it is a, a good way to do it, but it's, it's the way that I did it. I basically, because I had all this course content because I was teaching the live classes, like with people in small groups, like six people, you know, mm-hmm. um, I basically took all of that and wrote and recorded videos at the time. I was really just doing it. I mean, I love coaching, but I, I was doing it for the money right. and I was so nervous that not having that money coming in, Um, that really stressed me out. But I also knew that like by that, I had to take that time off. So I just remember sitting in her office and she was like, I was like, I really don't want to coach. I I just want to focus on this. And she's like, well, that's what you need to do. And it was a big risk. You know, I think for anyone, like, you know, it could be, you have to take time off from work or whatever it may be. So it definitely was a risk. And, and then, you know, there was a financial investment and like, I didn't know if I was going to make that money back. Like, I didn't know if the, if the, you know, program would sell. So there was that too. Yeah. Oh man. I totally, I totally hear you on that. And, you know, going, this is, this is actually an interesting spot because I wanted to go into this whole idea of coaching online and, and, and I was wondering, because I don't think I've ever talked to you about that. I actually didn't know you did the one on the one-on-one coaching. That yeah. something I didn't know you did. And, um, it's something that I've gone back and forth on as well, because I know that it can become kind of like a, like an income source. It could be a great income source. Lots of people ask, you know, but yeah. is it really something that you want to do? And do you do net, do you do this kind of one-on-one coaching now or do you, you know, limit that or? 
I limit it. I limit it. And I go through like little periods. So like at the beginning of the year, um, I took on some new clients for a three month period. I mean, I like, I like to work with someone about three months. I think we're my sweet, I think we all have a sweet spot in our coaching. And I think what my sweet spot is, is I'm really good at helping people who are kind of getting started with an idea and helping them like create almost like what we do in magical manifestors, like hone in on what the idea is and then create a plan and get them moving. So like literally in three months time, they're off and running and they feel really confident at that point. They're going to go and need to work with someone else probably or hire another coach. But that's, that's kind of the phase of, um, the phase of things that I like, um, at this, at this stage of the game, but I used to work with people. I worked with a lot of creative people, a lot of performers more on the internal stuff, actually, like the stuff that we do in shrink session. That was really how I started coaching. It was really more of that internal spiritual mind body connection stuff. That was really the one-on-one coaching I was doing. Wow. That's really interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. And I agree about like the, the finding, like the, the part of someone's journey that you like to be on with them, you know, and like, now it's time for you to find the next teacher. (laughs) Right, right. I love it. And there's some coaches who are really like, I work with a coach who I've worked with for over three years. And she's been with me on like, all my phases of my journey. And Mm -hmm. she's amazing. I wouldn't trade her for the world. And so she's the kind of coach that she can, she loves that. And she's really good at that. I don't think everyone has that gift, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. I think there are definitely people that you go to at different phases and then when you find that that diamond <laughs> that's yeah. all phases, then you just hang on to it. Exactly. exactly. Um so my question then because I'm I'm listening to you talk about magical manifestors and the shrink session workouts. Like there obviously there's a difference between these two types of products. Um yeah. and I I I've, I've had this conversation with so many people about um, people who launch like in quotes, softer goods, like that aren't so like get in shape or whatever, like where there's no clear, acceptable, visual, tangible outcome in most people's minds in like the very traditional sense. Right. Um, and I'm just wanting to know, like, what, what do you say about that? Because is there a difference? Do you feel like there, there was a difference in how maybe you approach those two or really not? Because I, I, I'm I'm actually wondering if I know the answer, but like I'm wondering if there was a different feeling in those two launches. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because Magical Manifestors is like you'll walk out of here with a plan, and yeah. shrink session it's like a course that you're going through, and shrink session is a little bit more um, use it at your own sort of pleasure kind of thing. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, and plus, like when I think of the two, like for me, it's easy to see the value in both mm-hmm. because I'm. I'm in your audience. I'm like yeah. one of your peeps, but yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of someone who's like, oh, okay, I'll get the shrink sessions. I'm going to get in shape, blah, blah, blah. And I'm also going to do some, a little bit of mindset work, but, yeah. but really their main goal is to, let's say, get in shape and that's yeah. why they get it. And then the other gotcha. one, the other men, they're not really sure, like, hmm, maybe this could be good for me, but I actually think that shrink session could be a nice little gateway to people wanting <laughs> Yeah. And vice versa. They actually, there's a lot of crossover. I mean, in in some ways, uh, magical manifestors was easy to sell because not easy to sell, but the target market for magical manifestors is smaller because it's really people who have, um, a lot of big ideas and have, and feel like they're juggling and struggling so many different things. And that's like, that's like a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of creative folks. Um, but and, and then there's also, because Magical Manifestors is a very tangible, like, in week one, we do this. In week two, we do this. And by the end, you have a plan of action. 
Shrink Session is, um, there, there was a huge realization that I had in Shrink Session in terms of launching it and selling it this past year, because we did a relaunch of it this past December, and it was really outstanding, and the mm-hmm. challenge we did with it was really outstanding. Um, I think, you know, I know you talk about this a lot, but I, I think for me, it was about, you know, Shrink Session, what's tricky about Shrink Session is that it is a workout, but it's so, it's not like a weight loss program. You know, right. this, this is what makes it hard. I'm not selling like lose 10 pounds in 10 days um, or any of that conversation. And I'm not really necessarily so interested in that conversation. However, right. however, because it is such a, it's an awesome workout. You do burn calories. Like you do, like it is, it, it is equal to like any other fitness thing out there, but because all of the mindset stuff and the mantras that you're saying while you're working out, like to me, that's so much more of the crux of it. But the biggest realization that I had this past year, um, and actually I really have to thank Ramit Sethi for it because I was in, um, I was in a beta program of his current program that he's got now on the market, the zero to launch that he just did. And he had a beta program with about 10 of us in there. So I got a lot of one-on-one time with him and, um, his biggest thing that he, you know, we, (laughs) we went head to head on on it a a little bit. He really, he challenged me a lot and I challenged him back, but he, he actually really sent me in the right direction. Um, was to really talk to the customers and find out why they had initially come to shrink session. Mm. Um, and I think what I was doing is I was just, when I was marketing shrink session at first, I was telling you, you know, the outcomes that my students said they got, which was they feel better. They feel more confident. They have more energy. They're loving life more. They're loving themselves more. Like these are all amazing things, Yeah. but, but they're not super tangible, right? People are like, yeah, yeah, that's great. But I really need to lose 10 pounds. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, there's some people out there that just want to feel better, more energy and more confidence. But what, but at the end of the day, it's a workout and people are going to choose to come to a workout because they need to do something with their bodies. Right. Right. And that's like, if they were just looking to like feel better or gain more confidence or whatever, maybe they would do a spiritual practice or maybe they would go to a therapist, but there, there's something, there's something about going to a workout initially. That's like, it has to do with their body. And I was so uncomfortable talking about that because I think, you know, a lot of women, particularly in the wellness space, in the fitness space who are like fitness and wellness or whatever, you know, they really want to get away from talking about weight loss, which I get. But if you're selling something, whether it's like you're teaching people how to eat or you're teaching people about fitness, like people are coming to you because they're struggling with their body, period. Right. Do you know what I mean? They they need, they're like, I'm not saying that's their number one problem, but it is one of their problems. And I, I told this, um, I told this story to, to Ramit and this woman came to me via Facebook. I'll tell you, can I tell you this? Quick yeah, story? please, yeah. please. It was, it was super, super valuable. By the way, she, and when you're, te- when you're explaining this stuff to me, I'm like, I'm hearing Ramit sitting there talking because I know how he talks too. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> he, you know, it was good. He was, he definitely challenged me in ways that I was like, Oh, Ramit, I hate you. I get up like, <laughs> feeling really defeated and really mad. Um, but I think ultimately he had a really good point and it sort of came clear to me when one night I was like online and I get a Facebook message from some woman and she said, um, she leaves me a post on my Facebook wall. I never met her before. She said, Oh my God, I need you and your workouts. 
And I'm like, oh, well, why? Like, what, you know, what is it? What, what about? <laughs> why? What, oh, that's what is good. It? You know? So I immediately um, messaged her and I said, hey, it's Erin. I just saw your note. I'm so curious. What is it about Shrink Session that seems compelling to you? And she's like, I, you know, um, she, she was a single mom. She had a young kid. She felt like she wasn't, um, she'd kind of, you know, lost her groove with working out. She wasn't making time for it. She used to really love uh, Tybo. <laughs> and, um, but she also sort of is into the whole like spiritual wellness conversation. And she just really liked the combination of the two. And I was like, oh, that's so great. And then, so we started having this conversation. I started asking her a lot of questions. And I, you know, I kept saying like, you know, tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. And I was like, what, what is it? Um, she said, I just feel like I don't have enough, like I don't have a lot of energy these days. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And at first, like, that's exactly what I thought I was selling more energy, you know, mm -hmm. but instead of kind of leaving it there, I said, well, tell me a little bit about that. What, if you, if you had more energy, you know, what would you be able to do? And then she made a list of things that she'd be able to do, you know, and that to me was a little bit more tangible. That ah. became more tangible. Like, you know, and she said, and she was talking about confidence. I said, if you had more confidence, what would you be, what would you do? And she was like, you know what? I'd probably put myself out there in the dating world more, mm -hmm. you know, because that was like about her body. And then, you know, and then this was also very interesting. At some point during the conversation, she said to me, um, I feel really superficial saying this. This is like 15 minutes after talking, like 20 <laughs> minutes after talking. And I said, what? She said, you know, I was looking at a picture of myself recently and my arms, I did not like the way my arms looked. And, you know, and I was like, that's it. At the end of the day, that's it. <laughs> like, it, and you know what? That's fine. I think it's, it, she wants to look fucking hot. Excuse my language. Yeah. <laughs> right? This is my non-clean episode. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So no. <laughs> it's okay. It's funny. Um, but you know what? She wants to look good. She wants to look hot. She wants to put herself out there and meet a guy who she can like fall in love with and maybe, you know, do, do that whole thing with like, and we, and, and I think that sometimes we think that that sounds superficial. And so from a marketing perspective, if you're someone who is in tune and sensitive and is into wellness and spirituality, you're, you're so afraid of sounding superficial, mm -hmm. but it was so fascinating to hear this woman who is all of those things that I just said, and also wants to look hot, you know? Oh my God. And I was I like, yeah, why do we feel bad about that? Why do we feel bad about saying, you know what? I want to put on my skinny jeans and walk in a room and have heads turn, you know? <laughs> exactly. Wow. I love that. I, you know, I actually like that you kept saying, and tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. And now I'm remembering, did you, do you have, are there the more recent videos where you're asking those kind of questions? Cause I feel like you've asked, I feel like I've heard you ask me those questions and I feel like maybe they're in the shrink session now where you ask like, what would it feel like if you were going to da 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 da? Like, there's... yeah, I think we go through that in one of the, um, in one of the sessions. Yeah. In one oh. of the, uh, coaching sessions, but yeah, because it's so dig a little deeper. Yeah. Because I think it's so, oh my God, that, that alone, like, so the getting to know the person, so few people do this, this little piece of it where you're just like, Hey, cool. Someone's asking me, let's start a conversation here. Not like you're not going out with survey monkey. You're talking to an actual person. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the thing that I really, that I really got because I think, um, you know, and this, I, I had mentioned this in a video that I had done with Ramit for, for, he was doing some, um, 
just videos of the people who went through the beta program. And I had mentioned this, and it was really it was not a knock at all on the customer avatar that I know Marie does in B School because I think mm-hmm. it's an awesome starter exercise. But I don't think you can stop there because I think when you do that customer avatar, it's really just all in your head. It's your idea of what you think somebody would think about, you know. Totally. And it could be really accurate, you know. But I, I, I'm just speaking from my personal experience. I got so much information from going out and actually interviewing and sitting with people one by one yeah. um, and really digging in a little bit deeper that I don't think just doing the customer avatar, as I said, I think it's a great place to start, but I think you need to take it off the page and go into real life and find out what people are really saying. It'll be, it'll be so helpful. It makes it so much easier. Actually. Yeah. And you know, I, I do think that it is scary for people to do that. Sometimes, mm-hmm. but I, I think if you're open to it, I agree, I totally agree. I think, you know, I can say really that the customer avatar, that, that work, that whole worksheet, that whole exercise was helpful. But when I explain what I did in it, I started with a person and then I made up the rest at first. Right. And then right. I'm like, okay, that was good. That was good. But it was only when I started, when after programs, I would pull each person aside, take some time with them and just say, hey, how's it going? What's going on? And actually just talk to them and then talk to the people who who leave comments and just get to know people that you actually find out what the need is and where their problems really are. And I think it's so interesting, this whole arm thing, because... Yeah. And it wasn't just her. You know, I talked to... This is crazy. I talked to someone else and it was the same thing. This young woman lives in New York, really like savvy woman, very attractive, like, but feels like, you know, she wasn't crazy about her body. And we started the conversation, same thing, very like, I don't want to call it superficial. It's not, you know, she wanted, she just wanted to like feel more in love with her body, all that stuff that you say. And then the longer we talked, she was like, this is going to get a little graphic, not too graphic, but she was like, you want to know something, Aaron? Like at the last time I was like having sex with my boyfriend, I was so uncomfortable being on top. I felt so self-conscious and I'm like, that's real. Oh my God. That's for real right there. You know what I mean? That's real. Oh. I'm like, I'm not going to put that in my marketing copy, but it gave me, you know, and then she went on to say, she's like, I just want to be able to like tuck my shirt into my jeans without feeling like the, like kind of like skin roll over the side. The muffin you know tops what I mean? are coming over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, and this is a girl who I said, very in tune, like spiritual, all that, and still wanted these things. And so it really changed the way I was able to, at least even in my own mind, I I didn't have to make a ton of tweaks to the marketing, but it helped me figure out the positioning a little bit better and not feel any weirdness about selling a workout program and talking about your body. Like you will lose weight. There was a girl who posted in the Facebook group today. She's like, I just went to the doctor and I lost 10 pounds. Well, that's got to feel really great. I'm sure. You know, that's awesome. That will energize you when you find that information out after trying for a long time or whatever. Um, so, so then once you, once you kind of started getting this information, it sounds like then that kind of led in, is that what you did to kind of develop the, the challenge, the say it, sweat it, get it? Yeah. The say it's what it get a challenge. It was a combination of that, but then there was another piece that I kind of discovered also through my interview process. And this was something else that I really had a lot of resistance to. And it was the time factor. Mm. Um, because, you know, I was feeling, it was more that, um, you know, you talk to people and they say like, Oh, I don't have a lot of time. I only want to spend 20 minutes working out 30 minutes working out or whatever it may be. And I, and the more research I was doing, I'm like, everybody is pitching something about saving time. And I felt like, I felt like I didn't want to be 
I didn't want it to be cliche. I didn't want to sell a pro like, you know, I know that um, Sean T who does insanity now has a program called T25, get it done in 25 minutes. <laughs> and uh, which is great. But I felt like, Oh God, is this just going to be a cliche? Like, can you really accomplish something remarkable in a short amount of time? Like what do, what yeah. do you have to do to really condense it so that it is effective? And so that's sort of where the challenge came in because with the challenge, we did five minute workouts um, and I was like, oh my God, are these five minute workouts going to be like five minutes? That's it. But, um, they turned out to be so incredibly effective and transformational, yeah. um, to, to get people up and moving for five minutes and saying these mantras, you know, for five minutes, they like sit down at their desk, they're a different person. So the, the, the challenge really revolved around that issue, the pro- solving the issue of time. And how long was the challenge? Did you, was it, it was short. <clears throat> it was one week. Yeah. I wanted to keep it really short in part because I don't know. I just was afraid I couldn't even sustain my own energy (laughs) if I did like a month long, you know, and I wanted to be like, I wanted to be right there with them. And, um, I don't know, to me, like anytime I had ever participated in a longer challenge, like I know I dropped out after like five days, you know? Yeah. um, Well, five days, five minutes a day. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That's what it was. And for, for, um, for the challenge, how did that impact the launch for? Uh, it was amazing. I'm, well, first and foremost, I did have some really great affiliates um, that that had promoted it. So that was extremely helpful. Um, and there turned out to be, I mean, the numbers just kept growing before we started. So at, at the end of the day, there were about 8,000 people who did the challenge. Um, That's was, insane. That's amazing. It was and it's so amazing. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Awesome. And and we could talk about my, I'd love to share a little bit about the mindset going into that. Um, yeah. Because it was, um, it was, I think it's, it'll be really valuable to hear. I know it was a really important lesson for me to learn. Um, but so 8,000 people and, um, and yeah, there was just so much momentum. And I think because it was a really short challenge and it was really fun and really exciting, we had all these really great prizes. We're actually going to do another one, um, in the, right at the beginning of June. Oh, awesome. Um, I was yeah. hoping because I, I didn't, I like saw all the emails. I saw everything and I was just like, yeah. ah, yeah, so yeah. I'm excited. So, yeah. Yeah. The page will open, um, May 15th and then we'll start the challenge June 2nd Sweet. and it'll be pretty, you know, really similar, but with us, with a summer theme twist to it. Um, and yeah, and then we, we had some, like, we, there were a lot of technical difficulties during the challenge. You know, I was using, um, Entreport and, um, like the, it started, you know, they started getting emails Sunday to kind of prep them Monday, Tuesday, by Wednesday, I was getting emails from people saying, I didn't get your email today. And basically like mm. Entreport, like wasn't delivering the emails. It was really because because we were delivering them um, several days in a row. And so midway through the launch, I switched everyone. I imported everyone into MailChimp. (laughs) (laughs) It was nuts. It was really stressful. So it didn't go off without a hitch that time. It was definitely like a little bit stressful. Um, But, you know, you kind of just like hang in there and you make it work, you know, and you make it work. It's five days and you you do whatever you can to make it work. And, um, and yeah, it, le- it led really beautifully into the sale of the program. And we included the five minute workouts when you purchased it, as well as some additional bonus um, workouts that I had, I had created shorter workouts, 20 minute workouts that you got when you purchased during that amount of time. So um, yeah, the launch was a really huge success. I was so pleased with it. Um, and it was really a big growing, a growing spurt for shrink session. Um, do you have a lot of, a lot of people helping you behind the scenes or are you kind of like a one woman show or two woman show, three woman. It's like a, yeah, it's like a, well, 
it's like a three woman plus another half woman plus a dude. Plus a dude. <laughs> plus a dude. Um, I mean, it really is. So I have an assistant who I work with and she was really great um, sort of fielding customer support. And then um, a wonderful woman, Lauren Forrest, who's fantastic, who you probably know through Fearless Launching. Yes. Um, yes. She's, she's like my right hand in terms of strategy and copywriting. I just really love working with her so much. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And then, um, and then I have my girl who's a programmer. And she kind of dips in. And then I, ha- I had worked actually during this launch, my, that one programmer had, had just had a baby. So that's why we had the dude on board. <laughs> um, so that's really, but that's really it. It's pretty small. That's good. That's really yeah. good. And, and what, did you want to share something else about the challenge? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to hear more. Yeah. I think this was a really, this was like a pretty key mindset thing um, was that you know, when I, when I put the challenge out, I thought this will be fun. It'll be a fun way to launch it. You know, I'm down for experimenting and trying and taking a risk and, you know, if it doesn't work out, that's okay. Like you tried something new. I'm totally down for that. So I figured, you know, okay, we'll get a couple hundred people right for this challenge. And so the first day I'm like, okay, like I had, I had shared it with my list, you know, and there were a couple hundred people who signed up. I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty good. You know, the second day the opt-in page was open more people. Then we got up to like a thousand people. I'm like, Oh my God, this is really, this is, Oh my gosh, a thousand people. This is nuts. 1500, 2000, you know, they were growing by the 500s and with every like slew of 500 people that came in, the more scared I got. Oh yeah, I did. The more scared I got every time more, like it was both exciting and terrifying at the same time. It was like, yes. And then also like, Oh my God, no. (laughs) Um, and I literally like two days before, you know, the Sunday was when they got the first email. And I think it like a Friday, I, I was really kind of freaking out a little bit, like not externally, but internally, like, you know, I, I was questioning like, what if, what if they don't like it? Like so many people are going to see me. What if they don't like what I'm doing? What if the five minute workouts are stupid? What, you know, all of Mm. these questions of like, and I was like, I'm going to, I think, I'm going to postpone it. (laughs) And I literally started crafting a plan within my own mind. I didn't say anything to anyone, but within my own mind, crafting a plan, like, you know what, I'm going to just write an email and I'm just going to say like, we're having some technical difficulties. We're going to run this challenge a little bit later. Cause I felt like I needed to like prepare myself more or something. Like I just, you know, like I didn't know what I thought I'd be ready for in a week from then, but somehow I just wanted to delay it. And Um, I think that this is really common and I think, you know, this sort of mentality happens to me before I teach at a a big event that I've never taught at before. Like every part of me, I start having this internal conversation, like, why did I book this event? I'm going to cancel it. I don't want to do it. And like, what I've learned is that it's my fear. And like, anytime I do something that I've never done before, that's bigger. And I'm really putting myself out there in a way it really is scary and it's uncomfortable and I think that most of us experience that, you know, before a launch, cause we're about to like Ugh. press, you know, publish on the page and every part of you wants to not do it. And that's probably why we put off doing launches or doing things. And I just, you know, I just want you to know, like, this is something that like, I've been teaching this class, I've been running these programs for so long and I still get afraid every time I do something. And so luckily, you know, for some reason, I think at some point I recognized that I, this was like my fear of freaking out. And and here was my um, strategy for dealing with it. I tell this, I tell this to my shrink session client, clients too. You know, the part of me that wanted to run was like very sort of 
doubtful and like shy and nervous. And I kind of just kept saying to myself, Aaron, you're going to crush it. You're going to, you got to crush this. <laughs> and like, when I would say that to myself, like, you're going to crush it. Like you're going to crush this, you know, it's, it's a very masculine yeah. thing and it's not necessarily my nature at all. Like I'm, you know, I, I, I'm very much more in flow and, you know, um, and, but I like needed that part of myself. I needed to like call on that masculine part of myself to say, you're not hiding. You're going to put yourself out there and you're going to crush it. Yeah. You're going to um, do this girl. You doing this. it. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Like a little bit of attitude. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. And, um, and that was so valuable. And, and even throughout the challenge and throughout the launch, there were so many points that I was like, Oh my God, this is going to suck. It's going to fail. Are we going to sell anything? What if nobody buys? And I'd be like, and I'd be like, no, you're going to crush it. You're going to crush it. I have to keep saying <laughs> that to myself. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. I actually put people, I put people around me who are like, uh, yeah, we're doing this by the Good. way. Yeah. yeah you're, you're doing this. Like yeah. that's what I end up saying to myself half the time too. But oh my gosh, you're so dead on about that fear because it doesn't even, it doesn't matter. Even it's like the very nature of a launch is that you're putting, you're like, it's like that burst of light you want people to see you and it's this it's funny because you're a performer too yeah so like you're used to people looking at you but for some reason there's like there's obviously that threshold where you're like oh my god eight thousand people wtf <laughs> totally i mean if you put all those people in a stadium you'd be like holy cow yeah um so yeah it's big but you can't dude. let that stop you you know you gotta crush it dude so okay dude. So what are some of like the, so what are some other things then that you do, you know, maybe in not such, maybe like in a, I don't want to even say normal cause there are no normal launches, but like, are there any other things that you, that you do for yourself? Like non-businessy kind of practices just like this? I try to, um, well, the first thing that I definitely try to do after having that experience with magical manifestors, um, and like literally do creating it while it was, I, I was like, I don't ever want to do that again. That was, it was a great success, but it was, it really drained the battery. And so one, one practice that I do is try to spend a little bit of, t I try to spend a little bit of time working on things for a long time in advance every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and I create like, I got much better at creating actually thanks to your help in that first, that first launch that I did when we had that sort of timeline, um, creating really good timelines for myself and sticking to them. And that's more of like a business practice, but non-business practice. Um, I think like with this, I think the, the more often now that I've sort of done launches, the more I try to incorporate very regular life activities. So I don't, I try not to stop working out just because I'm in the middle of a launch and have so much work to do. I try to still go and, you know, take a class and do somebody else's class or go to yoga and just do something to move my body so that I feel energized. Um, I also still try to like shut down my computer by a reasonable, reasonable time at night so that, I spend time with my man and like, we just have some like time together to be like a normal human being. That's not running a crazy business, you know? I, and I, and then also like going out and seeing friends. I think that's so important. I, I think I try to buffer the craziness of it with very normal activities, working out, you know, cooking dinner, being with my man, going to see a movie, hanging out with girlfriends, going for a walk. Any of that is really, I think for me, the best thing to balance it all out. Yeah. I mean, I'm, st I, I'm, I, do a lot of those same things as well. But I do find myself 
you know, inching towards the, oh, I'm going to cancel Pilates today, or I'm not going to run out to my green juice place. But then what I realize is that I need those things. I need them even more. And I try to, um, like, instead of just making like a, whatever, a smoothie at my house, I'll go get something somewhere, like a place I like to just forcing me to get out of the house, be in the world of the living and be connecting with actual other living, breathing humans in my face even. (laughs) So totally. Yeah. um, And then, I mean, I also think there's something to remember too, like, launches are crazy and a lot of your regular habits do fly out the window. It's kind of hard not to. And I think there's also something about just kind of being graceful in that and being like, you know what? I did skip Pilates today and that's okay. You know, this next week is going to be a little crazy. I'm not going to be able to do all the things I like to do, but then to make sure that you you plan in some recovery time afterwards, you you know, I think that's a really big piece. And I didn't really plan for that this time. I, you know, I was like, oh, I'll, I, I was like, oh, I'll take kind of January off. But I was actually because of the launch, um, it led into January and we we're still dealing with technical things like into mid-January. So I mm. couldn't really take off till mid-January. And honestly, I thought, oh, I'll be back up and running February. And I was like, I can't, I need to take, I took like kind of February off as well. Um, I mean, I took it down a notch. So yeah. that, that would be the other thing I would say is to really plan some delicious recovery time. Yeah, yeah, that's that's another thing that I that I still struggle with because I don't actually just take it. I'm like, oh, I'll slip it in. Where I do think taking it is is definitely the way to go. Is yeah, being deliberate about it. Okay, so so Aaron, tell us more about when it, when is the next Magical Manifestors coming up? Magical Manifestors will be in September. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up with like a little challenge to do before that one. Too. Um, I think actually it's going to be like around this idea of crushing it. Um, Ooh, because I, th- I, I think love it's, it. yeah, I think it's like really good, especially for women to like call that energy up every now and then, not for everything, but for some things. Yeah. Um, so, um, I don't have the exact dates of that yet, but that'll be, it'll be in September. We're working on that now. And then shrink session. We'll do another say it's what I get at summer challenge. Um, and that page will go live and hopefully it will, if there's, if this is on a page somewhere, maybe you can provide your link, but, um, yeah, for sure. Um, it'll go live around May 15th and then we'll start that challenge on June 2nd, Monday, June 2nd. It'll be quick, quick and easy. You'll get some really great workouts. We're going to have some really fun new prizes. And it's just like a really fun five days of like moving your body in a fun way. And checking in with great people and kind of celebrating your body and getting ready for summer. I'm so excited about it. Yeah. And you know, I wanted to mention, don't you, I feel like you do like these mini challenges in the group. Yeah. And now we're Anyways. starting to do them. Yeah. We're starting to do them in the group. So once you're a part of the program and you're a member, then I run some other really fun challenges. And, um, and this year I'm trying to create more content for members as well so that there's always new content that you can, new workouts. You know, I, I, I love the, the, the good, good old classics already. I'm like, I'm fine going back to those. I'm fine going back to those, but I know you added some in the last like six months or so. You definitely yeah. added some recently. So I, but I still go back to the longer ones cause I like those. Oh, I love that. That's, that makes me happy to hear. Cause I'm and, always like, Oh my God, people just want shorter workouts. No. I cause I was going through that. Like I kept seeing like some of the people that, that I, that I follow and that, you know, I'll shuttle in their workouts or whatever. And they're having all these, you know, very short and sweet workouts, which are great. But then yeah. I find that I actually mentally get not lazy, but kind of like everything has to be fast, which I don't like that all the time. And I like, yeah. I like the euphoria from the longer workouts more. 
Yeah. If that I, makes any sense. Oh, totally. I mean, this weekend I went and I took this class and it was an hour and a half. Like it was, you know, it was cardio dance and there was some mm -hmm. training, sculpting or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, hour and a, I haven't done, gone to an hour and a half class and I don't know how long. And honestly, it was awesome. Yeah, dude, you can't, you, it, you can't help but reach like... Like yeah. you like kind of lose your mind a little bit, which is good. Totally. No, totally. I think that's like the whole point. Like it takes you a while to kind of, I think you finally get lost in it about 40 yeah. minutes in and then you're like kind of in this awesome zone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's something to be said about that. I know that nowadays everyone is sounding like fast, quick and easy, but I don't know. Some things take time and I, there's something to be said about giving yourself that time. Awesome. You know, Okay, so I'm going to put all of your links below. You'll you'll need to send me a few of them, but cool. I want to put all of them below. And I, I really encourage everyone to check out Erin. She has really like, you know, <laughs> we talk about you, me and Catherine. We're like, she is such a beacon of beautiful light. Like Aww. we're because like when we when we both have the experience of just chatting or whatever, there is such like an uplifting thing and I'm not sure what it is. So I, I know that whatever it is, just it's good. It's all good. Uh, and just th that's why I think that um, anybody should really just check out Shrink Sessions, Man Magical Manifestors, whatever. Just be yeah. part of it. Be part of it. Be part of it. It's fun. We're, you know, I'm all about like having fun and celebrating your life yeah. and also being silly and not taking things too seriously, but while also like getting some good shit done, you yes. know? Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, definitely. I want to check in with you again after the challenge. Let's see yes. how you managed to get through it. If you, if you face the fear again and crushed it and then. <laughs> yeah, we're going to crush it again. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It's, it's scary because the last one was so successful there's a part of me like oh my god we can never meet that success it's a again, new fear it's, an, it's, an, it's a whole new fear to overcome oh yay <laughs> oh yay you're gonna crush it um so thanks again Aaron, for for sharing all of that today and i'm sure we'll we'll chat soon awesome. wow i you know i can't even tell you how much i love chatting with Aaron. Uh, you can't help but leave that kind of conversation really feeling positive motivated and just ready to kick some booty. Um, so thanks for listening in. I'm going to be doing more of this interview style and more of the masterclass style as you guys all requested. There seem to be right down the middle. You like both. So I'm going to keep that up. And I really want to thank you again for listening to the Fearless Launching Show. And for new listeners, if you're just, if you're just getting into things, there's a bunch of other episodes that are already up. And you can go head over to ansomoylove.com forward slash show to check them all out. Or you can obviously just search for the Fearless Launching Show on iTunes. And as always, I really appreciate any shout outs, reviews, stars, um, any feedback at all for the episodes that I'm putting together here. I really just enjoy doing this and... And I'm doing it for you. So if you have ideas or if you want to hear from someone or if you want to have a guest on, I've got some really amazing ones for the fall lineup that are coming. It's my official, you know, fall um, season. Uh, so you're going to hear a bunch of, of different things over the next few months during the summer. And I'm really, actually, that's, that's a really important thing I should probably tell you is that over the summer, you're going to get to hear some flashback interviews that I've dug up from the archives. And I'm also going to be refreshing some of the most popular guests of 
just my general interviews that I've done. So I'm really excited. I I really want to thank you again for listening. And um, if you haven't yet already, I do highly recommend jumping over to the site. I've just added a bunch of new resources. Of course, there's always a launch toolkit, um, but now I created a sample week that you can grab from inside the launch walkthrough, which is always available and is a great to-do list program for you. If you're, if you're, if you've got a launch, you've got a ton of ideas and you just need that to-do list, um, of what to do first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. So head on over to ansomoylove.com and you'll find everything you need over there. And I will see you soon.